Hi, welcome to my creative. being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Thurry. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, the way ideas pop into my head, and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize. So each week I go over last week's goals, and at the end of the episode I provide some new goals that I intend to achieve in the following week. So last week, let's get straight into it. I was going to run and I'm going to do my short story. Thankfully, I ran. I ran with my kids and I did my seven kilometers. I did my 12 kilometers. I even went for a six kilometer hike. So quite good. Short story wise, I have finished my basic outline of Hansel and Gretel. Things changed and this is an interesting part of the outlining and plotting process. It's something I think that a lot of people are concerned about when they go from writing off the seat of their pants into the idea of plotting. I think they're concerned that creativity will drop and that the ability to be spontaneous disappears. It's entirely incorrect. Uh, I have started off with a premise. I've, I've maintained that premise, and Hansel and Grills is, but the finer details. I had to come up with... Uh, for example, Gretel, as I've said, by the end of this, transforms into a monster. And I had to somehow allude to this so that it wasn't just a sudden transformation. And people going, why the hell did Gretel do that? So I've introduced this fact that um, I never really talked about their mother. I assumed their mother was not there. In the original story, mother is gone and there's a stepmother. I've decided to dispense with the stepmother because it's a short story and she would be extraneous. But the existence of a mother in the family is required. Now, for Gretel to transform into this monster, to want to consume her family and become one with them, is um, it made me start thinking, going, okay, at the end of it, I'm going to show her. She's underground. She's going to be sitting on a pile of bones, and she's going to be monstrous. And well, who are these bones? Well, Hansel will be one of the set of bones. But I thought, well, what about mother? Mother uh, will have been indicated as if she committed suicide, but I'm going to hint that Gretel killed her to keep her. She was going to leave the family, and Gretel was not going to allow that. She knew that her dad would get grumpy because dad's a narcissistic prick, and that's just what the sort of things he does. But Gretel is damaged uh, beyond repair. And so this was the new development. I hadn't really thought about this until I got to the end of my outlining, part 13, which is where the new world is displayed. Uh, you'll understand that more if you sort of go back through previous episodes, what I'm talking about there. And in this new world, I wanted Gretel to be sitting, sleeping in this underground room. I thought, well, I'm going to have an underground room introduced. So at the start, I'm going to have Gretel commonly going into like the the basement of their apartment 
because there's going to be a basement. Why not? And she goes down there to be closer to mum. And Hansel, of course, just assumes this means, you know, because that will be the room where mum supposedly committed suicide. What Hansel doesn't realise is that Gretel is going there to be closer to mum because she literally has mum buried down in there. So that's a change there. And there's a few other changes as well. Hansel originally had a girlfriend, uh, but she kind of didn't fit in because I, I had this miscreant character who was the person who kept dragging Hansel into trouble and would at some point reverse and, and try to get them out of trouble. But um, th there was no room for the girlfriend in a short story. So the girlfriend went. Uh, I brought into this concept this shady businessman that they get entangled with who wants them to collect debts. And it's going to be that this businessman is actually the reason why their dad is out of work. So there's going to be this tie back. Uh, and all of these things, these are all developments which happened because I went through the plotting process. This creativity occurred as I reached the end and realized that I had to tie different parts of the story together in nice ways. So the idea that doing a plotting outline will reduce your creativity, I would disagree because I'm trying to make everything fit together like a complicated puzzle. It's you know, it spawns and stimulates and creates new creative opportunities. So that's my short story. So I've, I've got that down there. I'm down to the the final big picture three-part model um, analysis, which is the final step before I begin writing. So this coming week, surprise, surprise, I'm going to be writing this short story. And by damn, I'm going to finish it. That's not all I want to talk about today. today I, this week, I joined a Facebook group for productivity, Productivity Mastermind, uh, by an online friend of mine. Uh, he's written uh, a couple of books. Uh, he's sort of into writing this at self-help books, very um, single-point focused books about, for example, how to make friends and how to have conversations. And this, yeah, it sounds basic, but in reality, how many of us have thought about how to do these things? Hmm. So it's quite interesting. So he started up this Facebook group called Productivity Mastermind, where the idea is to basically do the same thing I'm doing here with my creative creativity, is announcing goals, producing goals, and keeping each other accountable for them, following up on them. And that got me thinking more about productivity. I talk about it, but you know, what is creativity and how, how can we try to be, did I say creativity or product? I mean product. How can we be productive? So if we're going to look at a bit of a definition of productivity, and productivity then describes uh, an efficient level of production which means we need to be able to have a definition of what it is we're trying to produce and then measure when we produce it. Now, at the moment, I'm trying to produce creative works. So I've been writing in the past some audio dramas and novels, and I've done that. Now I'm trying to create this, how I went about writing those novels. 
and then also podcast, uh, Space Brains and My Creativity. So that, that's the product production I'm trying to create. Now we're talking about how do I efficiently create them? And this brings up this interesting question about the difference between busy work and productive work. And they're often mistaken because it's very easy when we're trying to achieve um, goals that we haven't strongly outlined, we will very easily fall into busy work, which is all of that sort of stuff that we can occupy ourselves with, which is tangential to our productivity goals, but which don't necessarily make us get closer to those goals. So how do we avoid that? And what are some examples and what have I done in my own life in an effort to change these things? Because certainly that's what I like to do is when I identify something in my life is not the way I want it to be, I try to figure out what I want it to be and how I'm going to get there from where I am. So we're looking at productivity. Uh, it, the easiest way of looking at it is that to be productive, you have to know what it is you want to produce, which means that you need to know when you have produced. It needs to be a measurable thing. And that's where these goals are that I'm, I'm putting forward. So this short story about Hansel and Gretel. I will have finished it when it's, written and people are reading and that's going to be then rolled into this ebook and information pack and uh it's going to be supporting marketing material basically for my um you will write a novel book I, that might be the title you will write a novel and so that that's productivity so how do i know when i'm taking steps towards this defined goal versus busy so if I sit down and I start working and I fiddle around with my logo, uh, maybe update my web page, perhaps I network and, and communicate with people on Facebook, all of these things are pr uh, promoting Gravity Undone and in, in a general sense, my production. But none of it will having, you know, if I update my logo, and my website, will I have produced the short story? No. Will I be any closer to producing the short story? No. There are longer term goals, perhaps, that I am assisting, but I've not produced anything. So my productivity is low. So you can see there then that the difference between busy work and productive work is that busy work, you struggle to define what goal it is satisfying productive work you know exactly what goal you're trying to satisfy and when you've done that busy that work you can indicate some progress made towards that productive goal that's the difference between busy work and productivity and the reason that's important to understand is because when you find yourself doing busy work perhaps either you need to reprioritize and do productive work or perhaps you need to look at why you're doing the busy work. And maybe there's actually a bunch of productivity goals you didn't realize you had that you need to define. Because things like 
doing your taxes each year will need to be done. They don't write me any stories. They don't do any marketing for me. But if I don't do it, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be productive. So I've got to realize then that one of my productivity goals is to maintain my financial information. So when I'm doing my taxes, I can stop it just being busy work, which is just sort of unsatisfying and demotivational, and realize that uh, I actually have a productivity goal, which is to produce financial statements. That's just an example. I also do busy work, for example, uh, my laundry and washing the dishes, which are required, but they do get in the way. So how is it then we can stay focused on productive work? One of the biggest ways, or the best ways, is through maintaining a mental state that is most conducive to productive work. Now, I think I've spoken about motivation in previous episodes where I've introduced some research and discussion from various psychologists about what motivation is. And there's a, a common belief, and there was some evidence to indicate that motivation to do things is a pool from which you draw and it becomes depleted, which you then need to presumably rest and recuperate and regenerate this pool. And that's that gets um, talked about, I guess, when people say, for example, they have a limited wardrobe, so they know what they're going to wear every day, they don't have to make a decision, and thus they avoid depleting this pool of mental energy which they need in order to be productive. However, more recent research, as I said, shows that motivation is more like an emotional response. It's not something that you can have a lack of in the same way that you can't have a lack of happiness. You are, you are happy or you are not happy. You are motivated or you are not motivated. You don't draw on a pool of happiness in order to be happy during a day and then at some point you run out of your happiness quotient for the day and the rest of the day, well, damn it, you're going to be sad. That's not the, tr- the case. And it's the same with motivation. And certainly I've noticed this myself. When I come home from work, it's easy to sit and say, you know, I'm, I'm fried. My brain is just frazzled. I can't do jack. And there have been plenty of times where I've felt like that, very honestly felt as if I'm just totally drained. My motivation has been depleted for the day. And then my wife or a good friend or someone will say, hey, let's do this thing. And I'll, I'll go, oh, let's watch this show on Netflix. And I go, oh, actually, yes, I want to do that. Partway through watching this show on Netflix, suddenly all these ideas and, and motivation start firing up and the show finishes and I, and I go out and I start writing. Or if it's during the day, I go out and I start, start like gardening, I go for a run or like suddenly, magically, my motivation has returned. And it's because it is more like an emotion. But the thing that really makes emotions hard to uh, regulate and to feel and to change, lack of sleep. 
this is so key. I think I've talked about this before in a previous episode, but I'm, I'm sort of drawing it all together here with productivity. Sleep, when you are lacking in sleep, your brain is physically less capable of experiencing highs. It's really hard to be all charged up and highly motivated or happy or funny or um, you know maintain a strict discipline when you are tired. And that's not because you've run out of energy. It's because your brain chemistry is not capable of supporting that level of stimulation. And that's, that's a plain fact. So sleep, enough sleep. This past week, this past a week and a half, my sleep has been interrupted by, uh, we had a, a big rain storm come through the other night and there's like the sound hitting the uh, tin roof of our pergola was very fearsome and it woke me up and I was like, oh, what the hell? Uh, and another time, uh, my wife was staying up late doing work and things and her absence from the bed and, and coming in late sort of woke me up, disturbed me a bit. Uh, my son had sore ankles or something unknowable. Yeah, so it's just all these little disturbances that disturb my sleep. And the thing I really noticed is I've been struggling to uh, produce this productive work, effectively producing my production. I've been forcing myself and I've been making sure that I do take steps every single day because I think that's an important discipline. Because motivation is great. Discipline is important too. The combination of the two will get you there. The sleep is where it's at. And I think I think there's a lot more research to be learned about sleep. There's different ideas about people that um, function best later in the day and need to sleep, um, prefer to go to sleep when it's really dark. There are people who need to go to sleep in basically sunrise, sunset type of sleeping pattern. It's important to know your things, but the most important thing there, regardless of when you sleep and wake up, you need seven to nine hours. Basically, you need eight hours of sleep. That is indisputable scientific fact. There are really rare people who do well on less than that, and there are also really rare people who do well on more than that. I don't assume that you're one of those really rare people because it's almost certainly not the truth. Anyway, productivity. So I've joined this Facebook productivity group. I've announced my goals in there. I'm hoping to go back there and introduce myself a bit more and talk with people. Bit of an experiment to see if interacting at this level is a synergistic effect with my other efforts that I'm doing. So when you go to do your work, it's really helpful then to be mindful of are you doing productive work or are you doing busy work? Have you worked out what your productivity goal and target is, what it is that you can then take steps towards to reach there? And if you find yourself not doing those steps, either start doing your steps or investigate to see if there is actually a separate 
target or goal that you need to be productive towards that you didn't realize. In that case, reprioritize, realize that you've got to get this other productivity goal done first before you can move on to anything else. So next week's goal, I'm sticking to the same thing. I'm going to run a seven kilometers this week and then 7K, 12K on the weekend and I'm doing my short story. I really am aiming to get first draft like 80, 90% done this week. That'll be so cool because in the coming weeks, I got to format this into this ebook. It's going to have a full sort of breakdown of all the plot points, how it all fits together into a, an outline. So people who are wondering, you know, how does this outline work? How do you, how do you get all your plot to work? And, and what does that look like? You'll see my full work. And that's going to lead then into my book about doing this. I look forward to it. Until then, and next week, be productive. See ya.